want to just share for just a few minutes tonight as we lead up to taking the Lord's Supper together. How many of you love sports? Raise your hand. Love sports. All right. How many of you love football? Awesome. Well, if you love football, you love sports, you know it's important for every coach to have a game plan. The Cleveland Browns, the Cleveland Brown fans, all right, they have made an amazing transition in a very, very short period of time. Who made that happen? Baker Mayfield? No. Nick Chubb? No. Kevin Savansky? Yes. It's all about the right coach that has the right game plan that can lead his players to follow that plan to succeed and buy in. Well, Jesus had the greatest game plan that has ever been given. It was given in the, what I like to call the greatest message ever preached, the Sermon on the Mount, where he would say, this is how God wants you to live. This is how God wants you to behave. He doesn't want you on the sidelines watching everything happen. He wants you in the game. So as we prepare for the Lord's Supper, I want you to listen to the eighth beatitude. Matthew 5, verse 10. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for doing the right thing, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, when you think of persecution, in America, we really don't know what persecution is really about. What you and I often face in America is opposition, oftentimes given by Satan, given by others around us. But when we, what we face in America, you're not going to lose your life over, chances are. You might lose your job. You might lose some friends. But you're probably not going to lose your life. I think it's important for us to understand that and realize there are going to be tough times as we go through this life. But we also have to realize that it's going to get tougher. The longer Jesus tarries and waits to come to take us home, the more intense perse real persecution will become. Robert Jeffries wrote this, if your goal as a Christian is peace, prosperity, pleasure, and the avoidance of pain, then these are going to be terrible days in which to live. But if your goal, like the Apostle Paul, is to share Christ with as many people as possible, there has never been a better time to be alive. There has never been a better time to be a Christian than right now. Blessed are those who are persecuted. He goes on in verse 11 and says, Blessed are you when people insult you, when they persecute you. They falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Then he adds, Rejoice in that. Be glad in that. For great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you, they will persecute you. Jesus saying, Hey, count the cost. Here's the game plan. Count the cost if you're going to get in the game. Later in John 15, 18 and 20, Jesus says, If the world hates you, 
Keep in mind it hated me first. Remember what I told you. If they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. It's coming. And then in Acts chapter 5, we see that happening. Peter and the apostles wouldn't back down from speaking about Jesus, speaking boldly about his resurrection and his name. They're arrested because of that boldness in the speaking out about Jesus that they were doing, and they were flogged. Now, maybe you read through the scriptures and you read about them being flogged, and you kind of just skip over that. No, that should take your breath away. Because flogging was intense, very intense. It was brutal. Literally, when they would beat them with the rods and the cat of nine tails, it would rip the skin off of their back, and they would be covered with blood. And most of the people who were flogged never lived, didn't survive. These guys were flogged because of their faith. They were released, but they continued to preach about Jesus and his name. Picking it back up, Acts chapter 5, verses 41 and 42. Listen to what happened. The apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing. Say that word with me. Rejoicing. Say it again. Because they counted worthy, they were counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. Day after day in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news of Jesus, the Messiah. Talk about a strange response. These guys had just been savagely beaten, tortured, and yet they're celebrating. They're rejoicing in their pain because they suffered for his name. Whose name? Jesus' name. They suffered for their Lord and their Savior, and that made it worth it all. He told them to expect it, expect persecution. It's coming. It's part of the game plan. And the opposition didn't discourage them, but it inspired them. Being tortured inspired them because they were rejoicing because that persecution represented exactly what Jesus himself went through for them. And I wonder, I wonder as they were being flogged, as they were being brutally beaten, I wonder in their mind's eye if they didn't go back to that mountainside by the Sea of Galilee. When they were sitting outside, much like you are tonight, listening to Jesus on the mountainside, and Jesus said, blessed are those who are persecuted, for theirs is the kingdom of God. If they didn't reflect back, and I wonder if they were, as we were being flogged, I wonder if the disciples in their mind's eye didn't think back to the cross. They didn't think back to how Jesus was brutally beaten, mocked, and nailed to a tree. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes and let your mind's eye go back as you listen to this scripture. Listen close. Matthew 27, verses 27 through 31. Then the governor's soldiers took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole company of soldiers around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him, and then twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on his head. They put a staff in his right hand. Then they knelt in front of him and mocked him. 
Hail the king of the Jews, they said. They spit on him. They took the staff and struck him on the head again and again. After they had mocked him, they took off the robe and put his own clothes back on him. Then they led him away to crucify him. And I wonder if you and I tonight can just let our hearts go back to that moment and may it awaken us, may it awaken our spirits, may it inspire us to fulfill the game plan that God has for each and every one of us. Remember the persecution, remember the crucifixion, and be inspired by that. As we take a cup of juice representing the blood that flowed from the cross to cover every sin you and I ever have committed or ever will commit. And we take a piece of juice representing Jesus' body that was flogged, brutally beaten, and nailed to a tree for you and I. And as we share this time with each other and with Jesus himself, remember his words. Blessed are those who are persecuted for theirs is the kingdom of God. Father, we thank you so much for that promise. God, we thank you for, for that assurance that God, even though we face opposition in this world, and God, we see it so much today. We see it in our schools, we see it in our cities, and God, many of us see it in our homes knowing, God, that there's coming more intense persecution. Persecution like we would never, ever have imagined. But God, allow us to be reassured as our hearts can go back and picture you on that mountainside saying, blessed are those who are persecuted. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. God, may we focus even on the reward that is waiting for each and every one of us who truly believe in our heart of hearts that Jesus is the Son of the living God. We do this in His honor and remembrance of Him. God, may Your Holy Spirit inspire us tonight as we partake these emblems. In Jesus' name, amen.